Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your Hello, Andrew. Hey there, Edwin. I want to talk about another fella in Matthew 27. Well, we've got a bunch of them. We do. We aren't even having to be selective about that, but I do want to make sure we read the entire chapter this week. So, hey, so is this going to be someone to be or not to be? That is Is my question. (laughs) That is the question. Uh, No, we want to be this guy. Okay, this is someone to be. This is someone to be. I want you to be Simon. Okay. But I do want to be clear. This one is Simon of Cyrene. Simon of Cyrene. Not Simon who is called Peter. Okay. Simon of Cyrene. You want to read about that for me? Absolutely. We got Matthew 27. We're going to read verses 27 through 44, reading from the New King James Version. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the praetorium and gathered the whole garrison around him, and they stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him. When they had twisted a crown of thorns, they put it on his head and a reed in his right hand, and they bowed the knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! Then they spat on him and took the reed and struck him on the head. When they had mocked him, they took the robe off him, put his own clothes on him, and led him away to be crucified. Now as they came out, they found a man of Cyrene, Simon by name. Him they compelled to bear his cross. And When they had come to a place called Golgotha, that is to say, place of a skull, they gave him sour wine mingled with gall to drink, but when he had tasted it, he would not drink. Then they crucified him and divided his garments, casting lots that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet. They divided my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. Sitting down, they kept watch over him, and they put up over his head the accusation written against him, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then two robbers were crucified with him, one on the right and another on the left. And those who passed by blasphemed him, whacking their heads and saying, You who destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. If you are the Son of God, come down from the cross. Likewise, the chief priests also mocking with the scribes and elders said, He saved others. Himself he cannot save. If he is the king of Israel, let him now come down from the cross, and we will believe him. He trusted in God. Let him deliver him now, if he will have him. For he said, I am the Son of God. Even the robbers who were crucified with him reviled him with the same thing. Here's Jesus on the cross. And before we talk about Simon, who who's really what I want to talk about today, I do think um, we, I can't help but hear the echoes of the temptation that Jesus faced early in his ministry. Mm-hmm. As Satan, on that after the baptism, he's gone out into the wilderness for 40 days. If you are the Son of God, mm-hmm. if you are the Son of God, if you're the Son of God, do this. If you're the Son of God, do that. And here he is on the cross, and it's the same temptation he's hearing again. If you are the Son of God. Mm-hmm. Because in, in their mind, as Isaiah 53 said would happen, they thought that he was smitten of God. He was being um, punished for his own sins, Mm -hmm. that he was being executed because he was an evil, wicked, awful person. Mm -hmm. It never occurred to them that he was being executed because they were evil, wicked, awful people. Right, That he was dying for them. So if you're the son of God, come down. You know what? Look, look, look. I'll believe you. I'll believe you if you'll just come down. 
I'll believe you. I find it the height of irony, though, that as part of their mocking, they say, you know, he said if you destroy the temple, he could rebuild it in three days, but he Mm -hmm. can't even save himself. Mm -hmm. It's interesting Mm -hmm. to me that they are actually using as their mockery his own foretelling of his resurrection. resurrection, I know. Yeah, so John 2 is where we find that. And even the disciples didn't know what that foretelling and prophecy was about. Yeah. uh, Until after the resurrection occurred. Mm -hmm. And it is that resurrection, according to Romans chapter 1, where we find the declaration that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they've got this test they're throwing down to him, come down off the cross and we'll believe you're the Son of God. But it's actually God's way and in God's plan in the resurrection, it's declared once and for all time, yes, he is the Son of God. And think about this, he trusts in God, let God deliver him. How many times... Have I let myself get sucked into sin Mm. because I thought, you know, I've trusted God and look at what he's allowed to happen. He must not be on my side Mm -hmm. rather than, you know what, I'm going to trust God. And even even though it brings me to a cross, Mm. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to trust God. He's going to get me through this. His plan will deal with this. That's how Jesus trusts God. I'm not going to trust you up and until bad things happen and then wonder why you're not taking care of me. I'm going to trust you through the bad things. This is a difficult thing to read. I'm just going to say that. Yeah. The way that Jesus is treated, humiliated, and wronged, it, it just seems like there's such a joy in the in the hands of the Romans and his accusers, his enemies, in this torturous death. And when you realize he's he's absolutely sinless, mm. he's done nothing wrong. And in fact, he's even allowing all this to happen to save the very people doing this to him at this moment. Mm-hmm. It's uh, just touches me, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's hard to read. Well, it should. It <clears throat> should. It should impact us. It should uh, grab us in the feels. Mm-hmm. And it should also grab us in the will. It, mm-hmm. it should it should shake us and say, you know what? That's my king. Yeah, that's my king right there. Yeah, you know what my king has done is rather than come down here and conscript me into an army and send me to my death for his betterment and his blessing, he came down. He took on death. He took on the Romans. He took on the Jews. He took on the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and he took on these robbers who would revile him. And he just sat there and took it. Yeah. My, my king wears a crown of thorns. And and I believe there's much more going on here than just what the Romans and the Jews are doing. Sure. I believe there's a whole lot more yeah. going on. Well, there's all of God's plan and salvation coming to a culmination. This, I mean, this is the, this is the zenith of history, yeah. actually. Yeah. This death and resurrection. Well, it is. And when I recognize that the righteous requirement of the law is fulfilled in me by me being in Christ, this death that the law requires because of sin, and yet I'm going to die physically anyway, not to mention the fact that each of these, most of these apostles are going to die a lot like this. Yeah. So seeing just the death on the cross as the thing that makes this all work. I think we have to realize there's something much more happening behind the scenes. There is a spiritual battle that is taking place, and there is a spiritual sacrifice going on here more than just the body of Jesus is tormented. Now, we see the torment of the body 
because that helps us understand mm-hmm. the sacrifice. But there's much more than that going on. So you mentioned the apostles uh, just a moment ago, and it reminds me that throughout the Gospel of Matthew, he has been teaching them and teaching his disciples that part of following me is to take up the cross yes. and follow me. Yeah. But here in Matthew 27, it's actually not one of the 12 Mm-mm. we find carrying the cross, carrying the cross of Christ. It's a fellow by the name Simon of Cyrene to be distinguished from Simon Peter, yeah. Simon the Pharisee, and some of these other Simons we've met. Right. You know, here here's a fellow who seemingly coming into town, wrong place at the wrong time, I'm mm-hmm. not sure, conscripted into service to carry a cross for a fellow on his way to execution. Y- yes. And I think this is supposed to be an object lesson for us. Mm -hmm. I I Mm -hmm. think this is mentioned because we are supposed to see what it looks like to bear a cross, to bear a cross with Jesus, to carry the cross and follow Jesus. I don't know if you notice this, but the pronouns get a little mixed up in that sentence Mm. as as it describes... And as they went out, they found a man of Cyrene, Simon by name. They compelled this man to carry his cross. Well, whose yeah. cross? I, I mean, ultimately, we know it's Jesus' cross, right. but it, it it it's kind of this this mixture of he's carrying his cross, and this is what it looks like. We talked about this, I think, mm-hmm. when we got to the passage where Jesus talked about us being cross bearers. That this is not as the way most people today. Everybody just has their cross to bear. This is my burden for the day. Mm-hmm. I, Simon wasn't saying that. No, this was this was a humiliation. Yeah, and that's that's the thing to recognize that this bearing of the cross was humiliating. Mm-hmm. It it brought him into the shame of the criminal because who wears crosses? Yeah. Excuse me, who bears crosses? Criminals, and not just any criminal. One on his way to death. The element that I'm struck by about this is the public nature of it. And you mm-hmm. talk about the humiliation and the shame. Because all this is happening happening publicly. Mm-hmm. You're going to carry this instrument of death. And so, you know, if if as the mocking and the jeers and all this or the spit, everything else kind of being hurled at Jesus, but you're there very close by catching all that too. Oh, good. I've never even thought about that. Absolutely. Good point. <laughs> Public shame, uh, and you know, you were talking about uh, confusing. Uh, uh, what did you say? Mixed up the pronouns. Get a little mixed up. A little bit here. Tell you what, man. When you got up to Golgotha, you sure would want to be clear about it, though. You would. You would. Yeah, it becomes very clear as we move into the next couple of verses. But again, it's this issue of carrying the cross of Jesus and following him. And when I carry that cross and I follow him, I'm heading to Golgotha. Yeah. I'm heading to Golgotha, and that's heading to a crucifixion. That's heading to a sacrifice. And so here's two things that we need to carry in our hands at the same time. One of them is the object lesson we learned from being Barabbas, Mm -hmm. and that is that Jesus went to the cross, so I don't have to. Yeah. But at the same time, I carry the object lesson of Simon the Cyrene. I go to the cross. (laughs) i got to go to the cross. Which, by the way, is one of the reasons why I think there's so much more here than just what's happening with this physical emblem and implement of torture and torment and execution. Uh, Because that's what allows both of those things to happen at the same time. Jesus takes my place Mm -hmm. on this ultimate death. And experiences yeah. that, and I experience it in him. Right. And so the righteous requirement of the law is fulfilled in me by being in him 
on the cross, but I do sacrifice and suffer with Jesus as Simon of Cyrene does. And the Apostle Paul will take that up. I think of Galatians chapter 2, it is no longer I who live, but Christ lived in me, right? I have been crucified with Christ. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The life I now live, I live by faith in mm-hmm. him who loved me and gave himself for me through faithfulness, through submission, through allegiance, through surrender to him. We talked yesterday about Barabbas. Uh, I wonder what he did with that second chance. Yeah. Do we have any more insight for what it might mean for a Simon of Cyrene that he would be compelled to carry the cross behind Jesus? Once again, we cannot say for certain that we know what happened with Simon, but I do think we have a bit more evidence to go on Mm. that says that this experience changed him. In Mark's accounting, in his record of the gospel, this is in Mark chapter 15 and verse 21, They compelled a passerby, Simon of Cyrene, who was coming in from the country, the father of Alexander and Rufus, to carry his cross. So here's Mark Mm -hmm. writing mainly for Roman Christians, and he thinks they all know who Simon's kids are. He can just use their names. It's like, yeah, see, Rufus and Alexander over there? It's their dad. Y'all remember him, right? I know Rufus and Alexander. Oh, that's tremendous. I think... I think we have some really strong evidence that this impacted Simon and changed his family tree. Mm. And that's what carrying a cross should do for us. Yeah. Be Simon of Cyrene. That's what I want to say today. We need to go ahead and wrap up with prayer. Holy God, thank you for our, our being able to talk about these people that we see around the cross, the the good, the bad, uh, those who are a mixed bag, which pretty much all of us. And But, of course, what we're really thankful for, as much as it pains us to, to read it and to, to watch it in our mind's eye, is Jesus, who was willing to lay down his life. We are so thankful for that. And we, we pray that we will carry our crosses and that it will change us and it will change our family trees. We love you, Lord God. Thank you for loving us first. It's through your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.